Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nichananda Siyadvita Gadadar Simbhasadi Gaura Bhaktivinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare 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 continue some uh, reading of the uh, Brihad Bhagavatam Rita and uh, as reading from part 3 chapter 7 and I'll just recap a few verses that I read a couple of days ago just to sort of get the context right so we start with text number 9 early this morning Sri Radhika herself came and ordered me Sarup a Brahmana from Mathura, who is my devotee, is coming to my grove. Go there alone, the first thing today, enlighten him with good instructions, console him and help him quickly attain Krishna's grace. On her instruction, I swiftly came there overjoyed, without even a thought about missing the, company, missing the enjoyment of Krishna's company. So in the, in the commentary it said, Sarup did not mind missing Krishna's company for one day because he knew that carrying out Sri Radha's order would endear him to Krishna. And this uh, would surely increase the happiness he enjoyed with Krishna. Sri Parikshit said, When Sarup saw that the Brahmana, even after spoken to in this way, had not awakened to the treasure of pure love, Sarup put his hand on the Brahmana's head. By the mercy of that great soul, Sarup, everything he had experienced became manifest at once in the Brahmana's heart, as if the Brahmana had experienced it himself. Such are the most amazing glories of, a, of contact with a great saint. By that contact, this Brahmana suddenly achieved perfection, realizing his eternal identity. The Brahmana was submerged, just like Sarup, in an ocean of the taste of pure exalted love, and his whole body, just like Sarup's, was filled with many symptoms of that love. He cried out to Krishna, the foremost of youth, O oh, Krishna, Krishna, please show yourself. <clears throat> he placed a blade of grass between his teeth, bowed down, and with plaintive cries asked of Sarup, and of all moving and non-moving living beings. Where is Krishna? Have you seen him here? Loudly chanting the all-attractive names of Krishna, the Brahmana clutched Sarup's feet. The Brahmana saw that Sarup, his guru, was drowning in an ocean of love and lost control of himself by witnessing the love in him. And so the Brahmana wept. Mm, commentary. Sri Sarup was already constantly submerged in an ocean of Krishna praying, but seeing his disciple transformed, plunged him into even deeper ecstasy. Now both guru and disciple were utterly immersed in happiness. A moment later, compelled by a great upsurge of love, the Mathura Brahmana got up and began to wander in the forest. There he fainted and fell 
into a thorny grove of karika trees. Dear mother, all of a sudden, from a distance came rich and sweet sound of flutes and horns mixed with the mowing of cows and the sounds of venas made from gourds and whistles made from leaves. Awakened by the persistent sounds, Sarup and the Brahmana ran in this, in this direction. Then they saw Gopaldev, his body beautifully dark and circled by a brilliant effulgence. That lord of unlimited pastimes was coming nearby to water his animals and play with his friends in the Yamuna, daughter of the sun. As he approached, he danced with a gait worthy of honor from the playful walk of the king of elephants. His chief ornament was his unique youth. He was an ocean filled with wonderful waves of beauty. Ever adorned with newer and newer charms, he redoubled the joy of everyone's mind and eyes. All auspicious signs marked his beautiful body. Gardens of Kadamba flower adorned his ears and a peacock feather his hair. A string of pearls decorated his conch-like neck and his yellow silken garment, upper and lower, shone brilliantly. On his broad chest, home to the Srivatsa mark and Lakshmi, hung a long garland of gunja berries. His waist was like a kingly lion's, his prowess like that of hundreds of lions. The essence of all good fortune worshipped his lotus feet. Garlands of kadamba flowers, gunja berries, tulasi leaves, and srikanda sprouts beautified his dress. Variously colored flowers adorned his waist, and his belt hung in a way that beautified his hips. His arms, round, broad, and stout, and pleasing to the eyes, shone with splendid golden armlets and bracelets. The fingers of his lotus hands happily played on his charming flute as he held it to his bimba red lips. The unprecedented imbalances of his flute song, anticipated by him alone, bewildered all the universe like an intoxicating nectar, and the restless play of his glances, sight-long and slight-gently decorated his lotus eyes. The splendid dance of his eyebrows, a pair of archer bows, nourished his servants' loving feelings and his beautiful, ever-smiling lotus face attracted the heart of the best of sages. On the tip of his exquisite nose, which resembled a sesame flower, shone a single pearl born from the forehead of a lordly elephant. <coughs> now and then, his hand would gracefully brush aside the bees of his locks of hair, which were adorned with dust raised by the cows. His forehead, shaped like a half-moon, glowed with the splendor of his straight-up tilak, formed with clay from the Yamuna. His limbs were painted with designs made with various mountain minerals. He was an ocean full of huge wave of sportive pastimes. Mm. Standing in his charming, trifle bending pose, sometimes he played 
various entertaining melodies on his flute and making his dear friend love. His feet decorated the earth uh, in all directions. Surrounding him on all sides were, very, were dear friends whose appearance resembled his, and he stood with his elder brother Ram, whose complexion was white, was bedecked with blue silk garment, whose body was most attractive, and whose ancient dress was <laughs> just like his own. Mm. The weight of the persistent, heavy joy of seeing Krishna made the devotees fall. Indeed, they suddenly threw themselves to the ground as if to offer pr prostrate obeisances. All their competence lost in the excitement of the moment. Hmm. The Lord, compelled by his love for his devotee, ran toward them, and when he reached them, he fainted and fell on top of them, embracing them both with his long, mighty arms. Imagine that supreme master, his heart melting with compassion, bade them with a shower of tears of love. In a moment he stood up, lifted the two devotees from the ground with both hands and steadied them. Wiping off the tears and dust smeared on their bodies, the merciful Lord embraced them both over and over again. And right at that spot, he sat on the ground with them and spoke the nectarian words to please the Brahmana. The supreme Lord said, Blessed and noble Matura Brahmana, she, Janasarma, you are the moon born from the ocean of the dynasty of Brahmanas. Are your peace and well-being resplendent in every way? Mm. Only by your influence are my family and I well. By your mercy, my heart is attracted to you. I've always looked towards the path by which you, you, you would come. By great fortune, you've remembered me. And by good fortune, I see you again after so long. Dear Brahmana, I'm totally under your control. Please feel free to enjoy here as you like. So in this chapter, uh, we get a description of devotees returning to the spiritual uh, world and joining Krishna's transcendental pastimes. Mm. And uh, now we'll backtrack a little bit. So by the association of Sarup, uh, the Brahmana who was obviously uh, very exalted, uh, he became purified by the touch of Sarup's hand and all uh, potency became manifest within his heart and he became a totally ecstatic prema bhakta, just like, like Sarup. Srila uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur in his Chaitanya Sikhsamrita is saying that uh, a prema bhakta can actually awaken the same, the same love of God within the heart of, of a living entity as he has himself. Hmm. 
we see in uh, in the example of uh, Saranga Thakur, who just awoke such love of God in in apparently a dead body. Um, in Bengal, it was a practice that it, when a person was bitten by a snake, that they would put the body um, on a raft of banana trees. Because it is said that uh, sometimes such a person would be in a coma, would, would, would then again reawaken. Mm. So therefore the body was not burned, but put on a raft and of banana trees. And this body somehow or other in the night touched the body of Saranga Thakur, who then, uh, who had vowed that day, whomever, whomever he would meet first, he would make that person his disciple. And so he just touched this body and the body became revived and he initiated him as Murari Chaitanya, who became a most ecstatic Prema Bhakta. Hmm. So the Brahmana also became most overwhelmed and he cried out to Krishna, the foremost, foremost of youth. Um, and his whole body was filled with symptoms of love of God. Oh Krishna, oh Krishna, please, please show yourself, he was calling out. Uh, he placed a blade of grass between his teeth, mm, bowed down, yes, and with plaintive cries, Asasarup, and all moving and non-moving, living. Where is Krishna? Have you seen him here? Uh, eagerly looking for Krishna with great humility, yes. Um, uh, being fully aware, uh, this humility, this blade of grass means being fully aware that we just depend on Krishna's mercy. Um, it is by Krishna's mercy only that we'll get the darshan of the Lord. We can endeavor as much as we like and certainly uh, Krishna is soft-hearted. And when Krishna sees our endeavors, that may invoke his mercy. And, and then when his mercy is invoked, is invoked, then only by his mercy are we able to see him. Otherwise, it will not be possible. Mm. Therefore, no one can attain the Lord by his own endeavor without the mercy of the Lord. Mm. So the Brahmana being overwhelmed with love of God and having such a desire to Krishna, to see Krishna was fully aware that it all depended on the mercy of Krishna. And therefore, he put this blade of grass in his mouth and just prayed. He said, there's nothing, nothing I can do in devotional service. Yes, I have tried everything and I am trying everything. And I'm certainly living my life 100% according to the, to the desire of the Lord because whatever gives pleasure to him, gives me pleasure. And still, and still, I'm de fully dependent on him to reveal himself. And, and so a devotee is trying uh, to follow everything, but knows very well. Only when Krishna desires. Ten.
uh, he will reveal himself. Loudly chanting the all-attractive names of Krishna, the Brahmana clutched Sarup's, uh, Sarup's feet. Mm. Yes, the Brahmana saw his guru huh, drowning in an ocean of love and, and that he had lost control of himself by witnessing the love in him. And, and so the Brahmana wept. Mm. And Sarup, he was also overwhelmed um, because seeing his disciple now being filled with love of God, uh, his own love of God, his own ecstasy increased. And so they were both emerged in an ocean of transcendental happiness and actually increasing each other's happiness. That is the nature of the association of the Vaishnavas in the spiritual world. Uh, not only are they fully focused on Krishna, but in the interaction with other Vaishnavas who are fully focused on Krishna, uh, their love for each other is also increasing. And, and they relish each other's association. Just by being in each other's association, they are getting more and more ecstatic. And then the mercy begins to manifest. Because all of a sudden, from a distance, there comes this rich and sweet sound of flutes and horns and the mowing of cows. Mm. And also there are venas uh, just made of gourds right? and, and whistles made from leaves. In this way, in a transcendental procession, uh, um, the cowherd boys are coming down. Gopala Dev. Mm. They saw Gopala Dev. Uh, yes. They ran to that's that sound. And, and when they saw Gopala Dev, that was amazing because seeing Krishna is not just like seeing Krishna, but everything about Krishna is extraordinary. Um, it's like a stunning beauty. Nothing, nothing compares to the beauty of Krishna. Uh, and a, encircled a dark, a beautiful dark body uh, encircled by a bright, brilliant effulgence. Mm. Yes, so the Lord was coming along with his, with his animals and his cowherd boyfriends um, close to the water of the Yamuna. Mm. And uh, in the spiritual world, every word is a song, every step is danced. So, he danced with a gait worthy of honor from the playful walk of the king of elephants. 
just see him move. Every movement was extraordinary. So in this world, there is mostly the ordinary and sometimes something special. But in the spiritual world, the ordinary is more special than the most special of this world. Therefore, Krishna, simply seeing Krishna walk was something extraordinary. And because Krishna going to the, to the banks of the Yamuna, along with his coward boyfriends and his, and his, and his, uh, and his calves and cows, yes, Krishna was walking there on the Yamuna sands. And as Krishna was walking there on the Yamuna sands, his, his gait, his steps were like, like a dance. Uh, there's, there's no limit to Krishna's enjoy, enjoyment. So Krishna was, everything was an expression of love and ecstasy. Um, Krishna's dancing steps were just an expression of his overwhelming happiness and enjoyment. Mm. As both Guru and disciple looked on, Krishna approached the Yamuna with more than one purpose in mind. He wanted to let his cows and other animals drink from the Yamuna. Yes. Uh, Krishna is always serving the cows. When the cows are satisfied, then Krishna is satisfied. When the cows are hungry, then Krishna is hungry. Uh, Krishna is completely thinking of the cows. Krishna wanted to play with the coward boys in the water. And Krishna also uh, wanted to meet the gopis, who would later take him across the river in a boat. Krishna and his friends, while coming near, were throwing balls and imitating the forest creatures and playing in various others way, other ways. And so the pastimes of Krishna are unfolding, right? and everything is just an ocean of transcendental bliss, which is like almost, almost difficult to understand, um, because currently we are uh, going through different degrees of suffering in the material world and then rise above it with Krishna consciousness. Um, and then every once in a while, yes, some enjoyment. Hmm? But because of its temporary nature, <laughs> that is also suffering. That is not a pessimistic view, um, but it's just that we're used to it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm sitting in a chair which is uh, designed, right? designed to relieve the pain of the spine, uh, designed to relieve pressure on the neck. Uh, it's not that this chair is an object of enjoyment, this chair is designed to relieve suffering. Uh, 
And it's true, I, I do feel some pain in my spine. Nothing serious, but it's there. Uh, yeah, it's my neck just here, under the head there. Mm. But also, nothing too bad. So I'm fine in my chair. Um, my nose is itching a bit. Yes, my mouth is dry. I'll have some water. That is better. My feet are cold because it's, uh, although I have warm socks, because it is kind of, um, it is quite kind of cold here, but it's nothing serious. Something that can easily be tolerated. Hmm. How can we understand when every fiber of one's existence is blissful, when every fiber, when Every aspect of the spiritual body is just responding with bliss and happiness. Uh, we've never known anything like that. Um, when one of our senses is experiencing great happiness, mm, a delicious taste on the tongue, mm, then we forget everything else uh, and sort of but afterwards, again, the material body. Um, here in this, I remember being in Madrid with Bhakti Srup Damodar Maharaj. And Bhakti Srup Damodar Maharaj was walking with a cane. And then we had a kirtan, and then Bhakti Srup Damodar Maharaj, it was his turn to lead the kirtan. And suddenly Maharaj, he gave his cane to someone else, and he went into another mode. And he began to dance and he threw out his arms this way, that way, this way, that way. Dancing, chanting, and he was just full of energy and just fully in, in ecstasy. And then at the end, he took is cane and walked away like an old man. Uh, mm. Yes. But here we're hearing about the spiritual world and we're hearing about the amazing qualities. Ah, yes. Krishna's body uh, decorated with ornaments. His chief ornament was his unique youth. The youth of Krishna was just an effulgent with beauty, freshness. That is the nature of youth. Oh, yes. Oh. In the material world, we have also some reflection of that, a semblance of youth, and youth is attractive. Oh. Now, oh. Mm, youth is gone. Yes. His chief ornament was his unique youth. He was an ocean filled with wonderful waves of beauty. Mm. Yes, there was like just where to look, uh, where to look, wherever one looked. That is the nature of Krishna. Uh, I always remember 
that the nails on his lotus feet are made of mother of pearl. We are just looking at the beautiful nails of Krishna. We're looking at Krishna's lotus navel. We're looking at his lotus eyes, lotus hand, lotus feet, lotus mouth. Wherever we look, we're looking at his aristocratic nose. Whatever we see of Krishna, we see his earrings swinging to and fro, all these things. Everything is an ocean filled with waves of beauty. Um, yes, that is Krishna. Decorated, uh, decorated with newer and newer charms, ever adorned. Yes, that is Krishna. So everyone, and, and it redoubled once again the joy of everyone's mind and eyes. Simply that, just seeing Krishna. Mm. The darshan continues. Uh, auspicious signs. Uh, yes. Auspicious signs. Marked his beautiful body. So there's a commentary from Sanatana Goswami given by uh, by Gopi Paranadana Prabhu. As described in such text as the Samudrikatri, there are the bodily signs of a Mahapurusha or great person. Pancha Sukshma Pancha Dirga, Sapta Rakta Sat Unata, Triyasya Pritu Gambiro. Dvatrimsa Lakshana Mahan. So this is also uh, discussed in the Chaitanya Charitamrita about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu fell unconscious in the Jagannath temple in front of the deities of Lord Jagannath, then Sarvabhama Bhattacharya saw this sannyasi who had fallen ecstasy on the ground. The guards were upset because the sannyasi was, was about to jump on the altar and, and, and embrace the deities. They came with sticks, but the sannyasi had fallen unconscious on the ground. He then Sarvabhama Bhattacharya checked the guards. He was the guru of the king. And then Sarvabhama Bhattacharya, he could recognize these symptoms in his body. Pancha Sukshma Pancha Dirka Saptarakta Satumataha Triraswapritukambirodatrimsalaksanomahan. So Krishna had all these auspicious signs that marked his beautiful body. A great person is marked in 32 ways. Five parts of his body are tender, five long, seven red, six high, three short, three broad, and three deep. The five tender parts of a Mahapurusha's body are the skin, teeth, and finger joints, the hair on the head, and the hair of the body. The five long parts are the nose, chin, eyes, arms, and knees. The seven red parts are the nails, the palate, the upper and lower lips, the edges of the eyes, and the surfaces of the, of the feet and hands. The six high parts are the nose, mouth, nails, chest, waist, and shoulders. The three short parts are the neck, ankles, and genitals. The three broad parts are the waist, chest, and forehead. And the three deep parts are the voice, navel, and intelligence. So Krishna has a deep, resounding voice. 
and a very deep intelligence also. Yes. Yes, so this is very nice. Um, so it is said a handsome lion may be proud of its narrow waist, but Krishna's waist defeats that pride. Mm. Krishna is lion-like, not only in external appearance, but also in his strength and courage, which cannot be equaled by hundreds of lions together. Mm. So, the comparison with a lion is nice, because a lion, this is also the commentary now, mm. also in the verse, it's waist is like a kingly lions, it prowls like that of hundreds of lions. Yes, like... A lion is obviously very, is majestic uh, and impressive, beautiful in his own way, in his might, in his glory. Uh, and Krishna, majestic, uh, majestic and powerful, uh, uh, his, his strength cannot be equaled by a hundred lions. So the effect of Krishna's presence is also uh, awakening a similar awe that one might feel towards a lion. But then it is much greater because Krishna is like hundreds of lions, like that. Gadamba gunja talasi sikanda, garlands of kadamba flowers. The kadamba flowers are, are like yellow, and like, like, like with pins, uh, sometimes when the hairs stand on end on the body, it's compared to kadamba flowers, all the hairs stand on end. So these flowers have like little yellow pins, not soft, not sharp, but like that. It's a ball. And Vindavan kadambas are a little smaller. The Mayapur kadambas are bigger. The Mayapur Kadambas are bright yellow, the Vrindavan Kadambas a little lighter yellow. Both are very sweet and fragrant. Oh yes, garlands made of gunja berries. Um, Krishna is wearing such a, such a garland of gunja berries. When we are worshipping uh, Govardhan, we always have a little garland of gunja berries. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita Anjalila chapter 6, it is explained that uh, Lord Chaitanya received a Govardhan Shila. And along with it, he also received that garland of Gunja berries. It said the Gunja berries were representing Srimata Radharani. And in this way, in the worship of Giriraj, when we are worshipping Govardhan, and Govardhan has that special necklace of the gunja berries, who are often black and red, but sometimes also brown or dark brown or, or even light, very light brown. These gunja berries, right, they are, uh, are just, are representing Srimata Radharani. Hmm. Therefore, Krishna is very pleased. Krishna sometimes, it is described, Sometimes he sends his gunjamala, 
to Srimati Radharani, um, who then faints because, uh, but then comes again to her senses when, when her maidservants hold out the garland when she smells, because that Gunjaberry garland carries the smell of Krishna. Mm. Oh yes, uh, garlands of Tulasi leaves uh, and also some uh, some sprouts from the Sikanda plant. Uh, in this way, Krishna was decorated with the uh, as Vanamali. Uh, Vanamali as like he's the enjoyer of the forest and he's decorated with produce of the forest. Variously colored flowers adjoined his waist and his belt hung in a way that beautified his hips. Mm, yes. Krishna has other attributes. Krishna has a horn. Um, yes. Krishna has his, has his flute. Um, yes. His arms round, broad, and stout, and pleasing to the eyes. Uh, pleasing to the eyes. So in our darshan of Krishna, uh, yes, Krishna's beauty is just extraordinary. And there were also ornaments, golden arms and bracelets. Meanwhile, his fingers were dancing, dancing while playing a flute. Uh, and uh, is, is most elegant, most elegant and noble, um, aristocratic fingers as he held the flute to his bimba red lips. Then, okay, so just seeing, just seeing is overwhelming. But it is described that when Narada Muni at the darshan of the Lord, that all his senses became activated all at once, all at once. Oh. Um, I had some experience that previously I, I uh, was, prior to Krishna consciousness, I spent uh, many hours a day playing guitar. Uh, that was like uh, uh, something that was quite, uh, that was quite is not the word. It was practically, it was the main thing in my life. I was just putting everything into it. So there was a very famous classical guitar player. Uh, and this classical guitar player he was so good uh, that everyone wanted to hear him play. So I once went to a concert. He was giving a concert. But the, this guitar player, he did not want to use any microphone because uh, his name was Julian, uh, Julian Bream. And he did not want to use any microphone 
because he wanted to have the original pure sound and no distortion whatsoever. So there was a, a whole concert hall which was filled with people. And he was just sitting there playing a guitar uh, for like at least 500 people without any amplification. People were afraid to breathe. Everyone was trying to be completely quiet. And we were all ear. All the energy of, we put all our energy into our ear, trying to hear. And it was extraordinary the way he played, undoubtedly. So yes, that's, that's, so it is described when Sanatana Goswami had darshan of the Lord, not Sanatana Goswami, Narada Muni had darshan of the Lord that all his senses became simultaneously, simultaneously awakened, and they were like competing with one another for, for prominence. So just think about it. Seeing Krishna is such an ex, such a overwhelming experience, and next moment we start hearing, start hearing incredible, unprecedented embellishments of his of his flute song, yes, the Venu Gita, uh, the Svatprekshita, Purvika, uh, yes, unprecedented, Apurvika, Apurvika, unprecedented, because as Lord Brahma is saying that Lord Brahma has studied the Vedas, therefore Lord Brahma knows everything about music, he knows everything about the, uh, he knows everything about the uh, amazing meters, right? the amazing uh, scales, the amazing rhythms. Uh, Lord Brahma is knows everything about all the ragas and the raginis. And then we see uh, how Krishna, when he plays, he makes arrangements that go beyond all, beyond the Vedas. It is just beyond. He makes musical arrangements that are just another dimension again. The unprecedented embellishment of his flute, anticipated by him alone, no one could have imagined. It is just mind-blowing, bewildered all the universe, mind-blowing, and so sweet, like an intoxicated nectar, intoxicating nectar, uh, inconceivable. Mm. Mm. And the restless play of his glances, sight-long and slight, gently decorated his lotus eyes. 
Yeah. So then again, going back to the eyes and seeing and seeing Krishna. Uh, so on the one hand, so absorbed in hearing. On the other hand, so, uh, yeah, so much attracted by the vision of Krishna uh, and just the movement of his eyes. His eyebrows, um, a beautiful face. Mm. Yeah, so it said, Gopi Puranadana is explaining, Krishna is the transcendental Cupid. As Cupid carries a bow from which he shoots flower arrows of desire into the hearts of conditioned soul, so Krishna arches his eyebrows into a shape like Cupid's bow. And when he equips this weapon with his invincible smile, the gravity of self-satisfied mystics is soundly defeated. Atmaramasa muniyo nirgranti api urukrame. Yes, so even these Atmaramas, these self-satisfied mystics, these deep and serious sages cannot remain serious in front of Krishna. It just, the, the ecstasy just bursts out of control. Uh, this is what's going on now in, in this chapter of, uh, yes. Mm. So then, a straight-up tilak formed with clay from the Yamuna. Yes. And his limbs are painted with designs made with various mountain minerals. Sri Yamuna took birth as the daughter of Vivasvan, the sun god, and assumed the form of the most sacred rivers flowing through the land of Krishna's favorite pastimes. To further expand her glories, Krishna wears clay from her bangs as his auspicious tilak. He also paints designs on his body with local minerals like red gairika and yellow haritala. Hmm. Anyway, so we are just here uh, oh, joining Sanatana Goswami in a darshan of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Um, yes, the other day, um, I said, like, how can we, uh, how can the opulence of the spiritual world be described in, uh, in words and thought? And, but by the, uh, by the mercy of the great devotees who are parisat, and who are actually there, who are actually, uh, actually with Krishna in the spiritual world, even although they are also here in the material world with us. One foot in the material world, one foot in the spiritual world. These Parisat devotees of the Lord, by their descriptions, can give us some taste, some taste still, what can we understand? Uh, still, what, what can we actually fully understand about the spiritual world? But some taste of the spiritual world 
is available to us. And that is amazing. And at least we can understand, we can understand the principles of an existence which is fully blissful and of Krishna who is just fully absorbing the minds of all with, in the most surprising ways, just how he looks, just how he plays his flutes, the unexpected. Um, Krishna is the unexpected personified. Uh, we just, one never knows what new variety of, of all overpowering, uh, all capturing attractiveness he will now manifest. And that is, yes, is a drop of the ocean of love in the spiritual world. So, by the mercy of the Goswamis, we are meditating, and by the mercy of the Goswamis, we are uh, entering deeply, deeply uh, into a desire, a desire to go back to Godhead. And this is important because otherwise, what, what desire do we have? Um, one person once said, I don't know if I want to go to the spiritual world. I don't know anybody there. And uh, yes, yes, we are all attached to the people that we know in this world. So, um, but by the mercy of Sanatana Goswami, um, he step by step through the Brihad Bhagavatam Rita, step by step takes us to the spiritual world. Mm. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai.